brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. Hey, we are started a little late today. We had some techni- technical problems, but uh, we're going to roll right into the show. We're talking about the power of pornography. You know, pornography is more commonly referred to as porn, and, and it basically consists of sexually explicit material that's intended to arouse people. But today, you know, porn is viewable at the click of a button by anyone with internet or, or though it comes in all forms of literature, audio, magazines, and a whole lot more. What effect this has, porn has on us, is a very strong question. And that's what we're going to explore. You know, is it a harmless pastime or is it an addiction? Is, is it a fun way to add spice to a couple's life, a, a relationship destroyer, or the potential to be both? Well, it has everything to do with the people that are involved in the relationship. You know, the debate continues over whether pornography is detrimental to our sexual development and mental health. You know, detractors say it damages our intimacy and relationships, and proponents say it may help stem sexual uh, offenses and promote a greater understanding of sexual diversity. You know, regardless of the, 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 the final verdict, pornography continues to be a sensitive subject for everybody. You know, there is an enormous divide between perspectives on porn in our society. You know, some say it, it's perfectly healthy and natural, that it can be a learning experience, helping you learn your own likes, dislikes, and, and those of your partner. Some couples use it to facilitate intercourse in an exciting way, and it can and even help uh, relieve stress when no one uh, is available or on your radar, you know, uh, on the negative side, some men who uh, overview porn while masturbating tend to experience porn-related erectile dysfunction, and, and the idea is that they're pleasuring themselves too often, and th- so therefore, when it comes time to be with their partner, they're unable to do it because they've been jacking off so often. You know, others say porn plays a negative uh, role in our body image. Uh, and it gives us unrealistic expectations about sex. You know, the people that watch their partner watching porn and looking at who they're viewing, uh, look at themselves and go, wow, can I even, uh, you know, can I even match that? Is, you know, the, what he's looking at, uh, look at my body compared to bad. You, you can't compete with porn because porn comes in all kinds of forms. And people can imagine whatever they want. And guess what? If they get on the Internet, they can go find it. You know, what we have to explore is what's really going on. Is it healthy or harmful? And unfortunately, it's really not black and white. You know, there's, there's uh, to date, no real airtight information that gives us the final word on porn. You know, the truth is often women feel very threatened by porn and men feel shamed. Uh, many, many a relationship has been harmed by a man uh, hiding his viewing from his wife or girlfriend only to have their secret interests revealed in an inopportune way. 
Uh, but then other than that situation, which is more than to do with the communication than the porn, the porn is really bad for you. Is it? You know, you've got to you've got to see how is it playing into my ability to connect to my partner. And if it is getting in the way of connecting to your partner, it's probably unhealthy and it's probably not being well managed in your life. You know, uh, a, a 2007 study published by the American Journal of Medicine found that sex lives of 18 million men over age 20 were negatively affected due to excess porn viewing. Uh, one explanation for this is uh, it's called the Coolidge effect. The, the theory states that males are infused by nature with a copulatory imperative, a mission uh, from an evolutionary perspective to impregnate as many females as possible and so to perpetuate our race and, and put us out there. Uh, researchers uh, first coined the term to describe the sexual behaviors of rats and they observed that when male rats were introduced to a new female they would copulate with her at once mm -hmm. but show no further interest after you know but as long as the researchers introduced uh, more new females the male rat would copulate again and again until he physically couldn't do for, so any longer. So researchers believe that human males have similar programming, which is why internet porn's novelty, always introducing new women, may make revelations of a partner sour. You know, that, that monogamous vow that people take to be in a relationship with only one person uh, doesn't necessarily match a man's uh, evolutionary desire to uh, perpetuate our species, you know. And so we have to look also that uh, what the research shows, you know, uh, personal preference aside, there are important pieces thing to consider. You know, studies have shown no increase in rape or other sexual deviance due to porn viewing. Uh, there's also no apparent connection between excessive porn viewing and sex addiction. In fact, it might be good for you to, if used properly. And in 2008, in a Danish study, found that moderate porn viewing uh, gave viewers some benefits. Both men and women who did so uh, were more positive to the person's view on sex and had a more open sexual discussion. You know, it's interesting because here in the United States, uh, we really do not uh, condone or, or even explore sexuality until likely in high school when uh, you, you take maybe a science class or a biology class and that's where sex is introduced. In Europe, uh, it's interesting because uh, sexuality is introduced at a very young age and it's approached with a very open discussion. And uh, the truth is, is that there is uh, maybe more creativity uh, in the European sexual life. And that has a lot to do with the fact that it's an open dialogue. And so people are much safer in relationships. People are more responsible about sex in Europe uh, due to the fact that they have a very open dialogue about it at a very young age. All right, now, we also uh, want to look at what some of the studies have shown. And uh, there's a guy named uh, Kevin Skinner that works with Psychology Today. He wrote an article, and he basically um, broke down what uh, women who discover their partner's involvement in por uh, pornography report experiencing. And a lot of them report experiencing uh, fear and anxiety. And uh, so, uh, the, you know, women whose partner's involvement in por uh, pornography 
uh, let's say they experience intense feelings of indescribable fear since discovering their partner's sexual behaviors. That was 75% of the women that were studied. Uh, since discovering their partner's sexual uh, behavior with pornography and th- their sexually suggested images that they found, it also made them anxious. And that's 80% of the women who discovered their partner was viewing pornography. And uh, some, uh, let's say 84% of the women said, I feel like I'm emotionally on edge more now than I used to before all this pornography came about. You know, the struggle to make sense of pornography used in committed relationships is never going to go away. You know, therapists from around the world have conducted many studies and many forms of therapy dealing with relationship issues stemming from pornography. You know, I, I receive it on a continuous basis, week to week, month to month, year to year. Overall, I get couples on a continuous basis where pornography was discovered, if not uh, uh, prostitution and the use of prostitution. I mean, this is something that people just do. And the truth is, the one thing that pornography really does is it creates a sense of a woman or a man becoming an object rather than a person. And that's the sad thing. You know, it objectifies sex. And by objectifying sex, what it also does is it turns uh, the intimacy, the connection, the real human connection, it turns it away and it turns it down. And that's so sad, but, uh, but that's what pornography can do on a, on, in a destructive way in a relationship. So here's some good and bad sides. You know, uh, for couples, you know, porn can be a positive thing. It can be an igniter. It can be a sexual interest peaker, an initiator, an instigator, something that shakes things up and makes things more exciting. And so couples who use it may also do so with sex toys, erotic uh, stories, trips to the adult store, and more, you know, uh, and that could be a good thing. But that means a couple has to have a very open and adult dialogue about pornography and about how to use it. Also, uh, for singles, men and women alike, porn could be a welcome helper in the end of a long day, filling in when imagination takes a nosedive and their busy careers make their brain fried. And so they may turn to pornography in a way to fill in their own imagination. So that can be a good thing because that's a release. And that means they're not out doing something destructive. Um, You know, for many, porn is simply a nice, quick, available outlet uh, made even more handy and accessible by our current technology. And it gives a boost when imagination is running dry. Yet for many, porn can become debilitating, life-threatening addiction, draining one's bank account, depleting one's self-worth, self-esteem, breaking up relationships, friendships, families, jobs, and ultimately life. And, and I can't tell you how much it can take away from your integrity, especially if it is a dirty secret. You know, for couples involved in this, it could be very painful. You know, too often women hear that they need to lighten up about their husband's porn use. But when one partner is viewing porn and then lying about it or denying how much or how often they're using and viewing it, then it's something that maybe uh, shouldn't be taken lightly. 
you know, because of its accessibility, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. If you feel concerned about your partner's porn use, having a heart-to-heart discussion with your partner will shed lots of light. You know, get educated. It may just be that bringing the conversation to the forefront and opening new avenues of a funner sex life may add to your relationship. And maybe that will instigate the relationship going farther to where porn doesn't have to be involved. You know, you, you got to uh, use your intuition. You got to get educated on porn and don't do anything you don't want to do. If you're going to use porn and you have to understand these people are professionals uh, and, well, you know, professionals in some ways. But the bottom line is they've been doing sex for a long time in many different ways. And some bodies are not made for some kinds of sex. You know, it, it's you just have to understand that it is an exploratory dialogue that if you're going to learn new things from it as a couple you want to do things that your bodies can do okay <laughs> the other thing is it's never a bad idea to have an open discussion through therapy and to sit down and talk about your sex life in therapy and be able to do it maturely in a third party way where somebody is there opening the other person's eyes and both beginning to hear each other that's never a bad dialogue to, to use for therapy so let's look at the effects on the brain. You know, that's huge. Uh, the, the man's physical response to porn is a faster heart rate, increased blood flow, and erection, and it's preceded by a deeper neurological process, which scientists have, have attempted to capture through brain scans. So the results have varied widely. You know, there's so many moving parts in the equation that it's really hard to tell exactly where everything's coming from in the brain. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get into the science of pornography and what the addiction is, and then we're going to move on into how women view it, how men view it, and all that good stuff. Come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. 
Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the power of pornography. You know, um, you know, in a man's brain, you have to look at a whole lot of components. Like, how old is the man? Is he involved in a sexual relationship? Is he regularly masturbating? You know, people think sex is always the same, but it's not. You know, you look at food very differently when they're, when you're hungry compared to when you're you just finished a meal. So, you know, it, it's very to do brain scans is doesn't tell you everything about how our sexuality is formed and how pornography comes across in the brain. But there are a very strong components here. One is there's a huge increase in dopamine and serotonin, which are what are in antidepressants. Because the truth is, anxiety and depression uh, can be relieved temporarily by sex. And that is simply because it ups the dopamine and the serotonin. It's also exercise, and so the body is getting a whole lot of good things out of sexuality. But with pornography, it doesn't necessarily have the same because we don't have the emotional attachment. And the emotional attachment is what really drives up the dopamine. But the fact that a person is thinking about it, there is a sense of raising that. So anxiety and depression is is a component that where people actually get relief from pornography, unfortunately. You know, um, you also have to look at a few broad themes like uh, the cognitive component, visual processing, attention, reward. You know, pornographic images seem to activate a man's visual system in a manner that goes beyond just looking at trees or people. You know, it's almost like a high-definition signal compared to a standard signal. Once this signal is uh, triggered, let's say uh, somebody in the nude it hits the antenna and then the reward is what you're seeing. And it starts to kick in because what you're seeing and the dopamine rays and the visual of what you could be doing with that actually uh, wires the brain differently than the way it was before it was introduced to pornography. You know, you also uh, have to look at the brain regions. The, the higher uh, cortical content have to decide what is the best way to deal with the pornography. You know, these cortical systems can shut off and that can uh, mean they get less blood. They get uh, the visual and the uh, arousal systems become more active and so the person loses their decision-making system. And so the pornography basically can turn somebody into a brainstem. You know, it, it just loses them into their arousal mechanisms in the brain and it rewires the brain into an animal. 
And so, you know, the scientists have linked the motivating power of porn to be the uh, neuron system, the, the mirror neuron system. Uh, it's a part of the brain that compels us to, uh, to stimulation action uh, that we see other humans perform. In a 2008 study in the Journal of uh, Neural Imaging, uh, men who watched erotic videos experienced mirror neuron activation, and they reported a desire to replicate the sex acts that they saw. So the stronger their mirror neuron response was, the harder their erections tended to be. So it's kind of like a parroting effect, maybe more pronounced in uh, in the videos that they watch, or the pornography, or the or the the, the photographs that they see, and the, basically their brain wants to mirror what they're what they're witnessing. You know, um, you have to look at the recent research. You know, there's a flood of visual stimulation and, and people watching uh, casual sex on, in pornography. You know, the brain simply uh, looks at this as a forbidden, as a voodoo, as something, oh, my God, it's like looking through a window. It's almost a thrill to some people. However, it is not normal. It, and it is not a it is not a uh, a good behavior in a society, you know. It, it's almost like perverted in some ways. You know, the pornography in itself in a relationship should be something that is openly discussed between partners. Or if you are a single person and involving someone in your life, you need to also openly discuss your desire for sex and what you want. You know, if you're using pornography to shape your sexual desire or to hone your sexual desire or to, to, to openly discuss your sexual des desires, that's a great thing. But if you're using it to stimulate yourself, you're dehumanizing yourself and you're losing your ability to be in touch with your emotions. You know, that we can't get away from the natural reaction that porn does. You know, uh, it, it's not, it, it does affect you. And, and people say it doesn't, but it does affect you. And, and denial is the first defense that people use when they're confronted uh, with pornography because so many men have viewed so much porn, the fear about how it is affecting them is too overwhelming and they deny it. Uh, but it doesn't go away. You know, researchers have a tendency to focus too much on the harm done. However, uh, the deal is we have to look at that, especially from the sense of people having a relationship. You know, let's just say if somebody is into pornography and they masturbate on a continuous basis and they, they suddenly uh, stop being attracted by their partner or they stop being sexually available to their partner, what may happen is a destruction of their family. And who's the victims? Well, it's their kids. It, it, and it's everybody. It's their friends. It's everybody gets destroyed by this. I mean, it's kind of like a disease. So once again, if you're going to be in a responsible relationship, you have to have a responsible discussions if pornography is going to be a part of your life. You know, um, let's look at the sense of uh, what women like in porn. You know, uh, of, of course, this presupposes that there must be some kind of porn. Uh, by porn, what I mean is uh, visual pornography that women find arousing. Uh, but, but do women actually like porn? Well, this has always been a perplexing and continuous question among scientists, scholars, activists, all kinds of people. 
you know, the, the information has been provided mostly through the internet. You know, fact one is most women don't like porn. Fact two is most women who do tend to like the same kind of porn that men like. First, you know, there have been many attempts over decades dating back to the 70s to create commercial visual pornography that appeals to women enough that they would be willing to pay for it. But each time, these factors have either failed completely, only survived because of financial support of gay men, and they survived in a female customer base that's a tiny fraction of the customer base for por pornography targeted at men. Uh, second, sometimes it's argued that women would like porn if only the adult industry would create female-friendly or feminist porn, porn that appealed to women's tastes. You know, it's suggested that if a woman uh, directors, women producers created porn that was consciously designed for women, that women would come on board quicker. However, over the past decade, there's been a flood of so-called feminist porn out there, uh, sex-positive visual um, uh, pornography that emphasizes respectful relationships, mutual cons consent, personalities of the per uh, participants, much of it by female producers and profitable and directors. However, sites featuring this kind of uh, content continue to get very little traffic reportedly and reportedly less business. So there, that means that the acting-based pornography, the, the based on relationships, based on mutual consent, which requires more dialogue than, uh, than the sexual content, is seen less often. You know, it's often argued by activists that most online porn, it, it treats women like objects and features themes of exploitation and dominance. And that is, in fact, a pretty fair characterization of the majority of content on most uh, popular porn sites, reportedly. Um, the... You know, there's, uh, I guess there's, there's these uh, sites like um, uh, Pornhub, RedTube, XNXX, XHamster. There's all kinds of sites out there, but these sites are making a fortune on hardcore, not soft porn. And so um, many activists go further and they suggest that women would prefer to see porn that features more equitable sexual uh, relationships and less objectification of women. And again, the idea that women want to see uh, female-friendly porn, but the, the numbers don't say that. And so that's the strange thing. And that's why I suggest that, that you know, this hardcore stuff that people are viewing out there is not necessarily uh, what's going to go on in their bedroom. And so the sad truth is, is that they're, they're getting used to and they're becoming very adapted to this hardcore porn world that has nothing to do with relationships. And so to use that in a marital relationship, it turns sexual uh, connection into objectification, which means your partner is an object rather than a person. So it doesn't go well. Uh, hardcore pornography does not go well in a relationship. You know, so does this mean uh, that, that, uh, that it's a bad thing? Once again, no, it's not a bad thing. But we have to wonder why men go to porn from a woman's perspective. You know, why do men watch porn? So let's, let's be honest, you know, who knows? Basically, all I know is some guys watch it and they are left sitting around, you know, scratching your heads, wondering, as a woman, why are they watching it? And I can't tell you how many times a woman 
is so confused by why a man is so addicted to pornography, especially somebody that they're with. So uh, what we have to, uh, you know, from a women's perspective, what they come up with is that he's bored, which is the number one reason uh, women believe that uh, men watch pornography. Uh, number two, it's to get off. You know, don't re- beat around the bush. This is the second most common reason why guys uh, whip out their, their little pornography. And also, uh, no one else is available. And so, or, the, or they're not available. And so, other reasons that women perceive men uh, viewing pornography is the gym is closed. Uh, they think uh, porn is hilarious. They're lazy. They're easier than the real thing. They're picking up some new moves. Uh, and definitely not the acting. <laughs> so, uh, so with men, if you ask them, well, why do you view porn? Well, men say it's safer uh, than uh, sex with strangers. And uh, that's, that's usually for single people, by the way. Uh, you know, the casual hookups can be complicated for men and women between uh, STDs, hurt feelings, awkward morning after conversations. You know, so if you're looking for a sexual novelty, porn is pretty safe alternative. Masturbating to porn is simple. You just look up your fantasy and do what comes natural. There's no performance anxiety, no fear of rejection, no worries about who's going to call who the next day. So that, you know, is one of the reasons men turn to porn. Also, men have stated that they're aroused by the visual stimulation. There's some things that men have a hard time understanding about women, like how they're always 10 degrees colder than we are. (laughs) Similarly, this may be a thing that you can find perplexing. You know, what men state is they like to watch it. Uh, is it's not just porn, but watch watching sex itself and learning from that, and that's half the reasons that they like changing positions or taking on different views. Uh, you know, they like that real escape, uh, sex escape, watching somebody that they fantasize about actually performing sex or a body type performing sex that they have visualized. You know, uh, also men have stated that it allows them to live vicariously. Instead of living vicariously in their personal life, they can live vicariously through their porn. And so, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons that men have expressed their desires. It also, uh, it lets a man be selfish, you know. And so, if if they want to uh, be happy... Uh, they go off and they get their little porn and they have their little orgasm and they do their thing. And they also um, like to strategize is another reason that men have stated that they like pornography. Because by strategizing, uh, they know uh, like what winning basketball teams do. They analyze game footage to gain valuable intelligence. And then they can use that intelligence uh, basically to play a better game. So in that thought... Sometimes, if men view it and openly discuss it, these are things that they may tell you or that you may identify. So, you know, the the rapid proliferation of pornography is one of the digital age's legacies. Some 40 million people in the United States use porn websites regularly, many of them emerging as uh, young adults, but most of them are teenagers. You know, popular media has uh, capitalized on this uh, porn addiction. 
uh, stories of boyfriends objectifying their girlfriends, wanting them to behave, behave like porn stars. Uh, adult studies have confirmed that the preponderance of young men and slightly less than half of women thinks that watching sexually explicit material is okay. So, you know, there are so many ways that you have to look at this. You have to see, you have to view pornography, is it healthy? And you have to view pornography as what is its effect. Mm -hmm. You know, once again, pornography is proliferated in teenage years. Teenagers flood since the internet has been discovered. It's no longer the uh, Playboy magazine under dad's mattresses or in dad's closet. Now it's just available and it's out there on the internet. And these kids at a very young age begin to watch this hardcore stuff. Stuff that, you know, and then they look, they go and they look at their mom and dad and they look at their teacher and they look at people around them and they begin to discover that people are doing things that they never thought about. And all of a sudden they get engrossed in this, this world. And so what I'm trying to say is it's shaping a lot of young minds and we have to wonder how it's shaping young minds. And by having it out there, and by it being so available, and yet we hold our children back from sex talk at a very young age, up until their mid-teenage years, what that does in the United States is that creates a lot of very naive uh, discoveries of very hardcore pornography that's sitting out there on the internet. And what does that do to these young minds? Well, it objectifies sex, and it makes it less than a connection and more of just a function. And so we have lots of kids out there just functioning sexually, grabbing on to each other like the rats I was talking about earlier and basically doing it and moving on. And by doing that, they aren't discovering what sex really is and what it can be between two people. And so what we really have to do is take a really strong look at how pornography is introduced and how sex is introduced to young people at a very young age. I advise that it is a very open discussion, a natural discussion that all parents should be having on an ongoing basis with their children. Because by doing that, we have to face the reality that kids are exploited in this sexual world at a very young age. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to take another break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about pornography, the effects of masturbation. We're going to talk about common sense and uh, more of the effects on porn. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. 
What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but... If you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the power of pornography. You know, it's interesting because if you look at people that are in the gay world, uh, men-on-men relationships... The interesting thing is uh, men-on-men relationships, they do have an open dialogue many times about pornography uh, because they both relate more to it. Uh, Women-on-women relationships don't use pornography as often. They use uh, erotic uh, tools. They use uh, toys more often than the men do. And so it's interesting that they're willing to, women are more willing to explore the physical uh, objectivity of of finding uh, sexual arousal through using toys, whereas the men tend to use pornography in the gay world, and they're not as intimidated. Interesting by the studies that have been conducted, you know that the gay world is not as intimidated by pornography itself. However, uh, many of them are more sexually aroused by the each other. And, meaning that women on women, men on men, and they're finding that their satisfaction level sexually is greater because they're more comfortable with the choice of a partner that they're with. And so it's interesting that pornography is not nearly as pervasive in the homosexual world that it is in the heterosexual world. Also, you have to look at a woman's reaction in a heterosexual relationship. You know, women are often distressed by men's porn use because they feel it's personal, that, that he must not be thinking that she's good enough. And, and it's almost never personal. That's the truth. But uh, the, the other truth is, is that the woman loses her self-esteem because she views herself through her partner's eyes. And if he's having to view porn that means that she must be less attractive. And so she begins to do a lot of self-analysis and she begins to reevaluate her partner, you know, especially if the partner is not talking about the porn use. You know, uh, we have to also look at the effects of porn um, based on there were, th- there were three studies that uh, reveal uh, that it has a greater effect on relationships than those that were discussed. You know, porn-free relationships in one study uh, shows that there is a lower rate of infidelity. And so, um, 
researchers measure the levels of uh, negative communication, uh, relationship adjustment, dedication, interpersonal commitment, sexual satisfaction, and infidelity. And in the study, 76.8% of the men and 34.6% of the women looked at sexually explicit material alone. 44.8% reported viewing it with partners, and they found that people who didn't view any porn had lower levels of negative communication, were more committed to the relationship, had higher sexual satisfaction, and relationship adjustment. So their rate of infidelity was at least half of those who had watched sexual material alone and with their partners. But people who only watched porn with their partners were more dedicated to the relationship and more sexually satisfied than those who watched alone. Okay, now here's another study. Watching porn, uh, this is what they discovered. Watching porn diminishes relationship commitment. And so what these researchers discovered is that watching porn reminds you of all the potential sexual partners out there, which in turn lowers your dedication to the person that you're actually involved with. It also leads to a swap out of the person who's actually lying in bed with you for some fantasy person that you've never met and probably never will. You know, uh, does this sound healthy? Heck no. You know, uh, so this they also did a second study where they had independent observers watch videos of couples performing an interactive task One partner was blindfolded who had to draw something while the other gave instructions. Among the observers, lower commitment was observed among porn users. There was also a third study uh, where only uh, tested the participants who had consumed porn, and they had half the group give up porn for three weeks. The other half was asked to give up their favorite food, but were allowed to watch porn. The result, those who had abstained sexually explicit, uh, explicit material showed increased commitment to their relationship at the end of three weeks. And uh, the, the last uh, two studies focused on the effect of greater attentiveness to alternatives on potential infidelity than and infidelity itself. And yes, people who watch porn were more likely to engage in flirting and more outside of their relationship than, uh, than what the people were in their relationship and did not watch porn. Also, the fantasy alternative leads to real-world cheating is another thing that they discovered. They found that people who thought about porn they'd watched reportedly having better alternatives to their current relationships than those who didn't. So a second study showed that over time, exposure to porn is a robust predictor of infidelity. You know, the grass is greener on the other side. You know, more strikingly, this same research team found that both thinking about possibility of partners and acting on the impulse to find those alternatives operated separately from dissatisfaction with one's current relationship and partner. In other words, even though one's own pasture may be plenty green enough, just the thought of a greener one can be enough to send one roving. So, you know, five ways that this uh, pornography can run relationships is number one, and I mentioned it earlier, that it teaches view- viewers, people that watch it, to objectify their partner. And, and by doing that, that means that their partner becomes an object. That means that their partner is no longer a person, that they are someone to serve in a sexual need. It's, it's not a connection. You know, a, a recent study found that porn objectifies and it dehumanizes both men and women 
and and elements of gender inequality are frequently at play with men's faces uh, going unshown in many cases, but women uh, depicted more as objects. You know, another study analyzed hundreds of scenes uh, of porn and found that about 88% of them depicted violent behavior towards women. And also that porn can deceive viewers into looking at every person as though they were an object available to them specifically for their own pleasure and not as a person who has created the image uh, of who they are. And so sex is meant to be enjoyed by a couple who love and respect each other. And so a healthy romantic relationship is cultivated through physical, intellectual, and emotional connections. So if one is removed, the entire relationship will begin to crumble. So, you know, objectifying sex is a very dangerous thing, and that is one way it can ruin a relationship. Also, it sets very unrealistic standards that men are more than twice as likely as women to use pornography, 73% against 32%. And even if they're not, uh, uh, the majority using it, women are still affected by the porn use. Some women are put in a position where they feel they must compete for sexual and emotional attention with the woman in the porn. And so their boyfriends, if their boyfriends or their husbands are watching this porn and fantasizing about it, they feel like they have to do that even if they're uncomfortable with it. You know, uh, Fantasy women in pornography are portrayed as unrealistically sexually attractive, often because of plastic surgery, stage makeup, digital editing. It's also impossible for a real woman to match up to these fantasy women, which can make their real fear, uh, fe- real who they are, feel inferior and insecure. And, and so we have to look at that. Also, we have to look at, uh, you know, watching porn can be a slippery slope. You know, once intimacy in a marriage is, is cheapened, the, the addicted partner can begin looking for other ways to satisfy their sexual fantasy. So this can include online chat rooms, having an affair. You know, the addict quickly builds up a tolerance for what they're watching until it begins to no longer arouse them, and then they move on to more hardcore things. And so that doesn't find itself well into the bedroom. You know, also, pornography destroys trust. You know, every argument in a relationship is about trust. You know, you can love someone and not trust them. But when you trust someone, love always follows. So in a relationship, you're always trying to build trust if you're wanting to improve the relationship. If pornography is a deep and dark secret in a relationship or it's being misused by one or other partner, what happens is people lose trust in each other. You know, it's the core of any relationship, and it has to be consistently grown to maintain a healthy relationship, but it takes a long time to build trust. So how do you build trust? You make a commitment with each other on faith, not on trust, about where pornography is, the way pornography is viewed in your relationship and the way it is used in your relationship. You make that commitment to each other, and you follow it, and you build that trust based on that. If, one, if both partners are agreeable about pornography, that's okay. It's better than somebody having an affair, but you have to understand that what arouses them initially in the pornography may not initially arouse them later on. It may turn into more difficult, more complicated, and more hard-to-explain situations that get that person aroused. All right. So what are the effects of masturbation in men? You know, masturbation uh, being a... Uh, 
habit practiced by many people all over the world, men and women. Uh, most people nowadays, uh, it's, it, it is a very complex problem, especially in younger ages where people, these kids are in the bathroom for hours upon hours masturbating. Uh, ejaculating one after the other, but the deal is, is that that can be a relationship in itself, masturbation, because it's in your head. And if people are masturbating by themselves and they're just masturbating on a continuous basis, they may not feel safe in a sexual relationship and they may feel like that they have to engage in that kind of behavior in order to engage sexually. Or maybe they don't feel they have the body, or maybe they're uncomfortable about something about themselves, and so they turn to masturbation, sex becomes in the head rather than a physical thing, and then they move on into life having issues sexually connecting with someone. So masturbation, number one, makes you weak, and it drains protein and calcium content in the body. It creates nervousness and neurological problems. It's also one of the main causes of erectile dysfunction. Masturbation addicts you, uh, addicts you even if you uh, into becoming uh, uh, controlling about sex because you only have uh, feel comfortable with what you masturbate about in your mind. It also creates drowsiness. You know, you'll be sleeping most of the time after you ejaculate sperm, so you'll be uh, experiencing a really deep tiredness. Also, it causes stress and strain in your mind. It also affects us uh, psychologically because it creates depression after ejaculation. It makes one feel really bad on its own. You know, uh, getting red hot while masturbating will give you a bad name in an environment uh, uh, because it's an indecent activity and, and it may create a lot of sweat. It may change your body chemistry and it may make you smell. <laughs> Mas uh, masturbation also uh, can't be done simply. It, it needs to see, touch, indulge. And it needs to be able to expose itself to things to trigger your imagination in order for you to continue to masturbate. It also creates an urge uh, to do uh, indefinitely. It, it doesn't see the place, people, or culture around it. It, it makes you uh, digging into sexual problems basically by disconnecting from sex with another person. Um, it also can lead to uh, illegal contacts because the urge increases day by day and finally will lead to the search for a source of sexual pleasure. And it's also the main reason for a speedy sperm release during sexual intercourse. So when a person is very quick about mas after they when they're masturbating, they also will likely be very quick about uh, uh, their sex with a partner. So here's some common sense about pornography. It seems to make common sense in general to uh, want to feel good, but it also is common sense to know that it can be addictive. And, and it, it also makes intuitive sense that because sex releases uh, neurochemicals in the brain, that most of those neuro neurochemicals could act like drugs on the brain. So when we hear people talk about staring at one form of uh, pornography like uh, Playboy magazine and then doing up later looking at s some extreme forms of porn like rape porn or bestiality, it makes common sense for us to worry that porn could have a uh, tolerance effect and it may lead uh, people to pursue harder and harder forms of pornography in order to reach the same level of stimulation. So the need for greater stimulation could also make it so men can't get erect with a real woman or even uh, faced, uh, when faced by fantasy images, that's all that they can think about. So that it consumes them. 
sexually. It also makes uh, sense to all of us that we don't want children watching pornography. You know, per- pornography contains extreme, unrealistic depictions of sex acts that m- even most adults don't engage in. So certainly it makes common sense that showing those images to kids might confuse them. So that's why parents need to have a very early dialogue because we cannot stop children actually watching porn. All right, that's the common sense. That's our show. Um, Our next show is called uh, Cross-Cultural Issues in Relationships. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Get your feedback, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. Now, remember... The problem is God gives men a brain and a penis, but only enough blood to run one of them. That's Robin Williams. Also, if a woman tells you she is anal, make sure to clarify what she means before you go to bed with her. All right, that's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 